Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What is up guys? In this video, I'm going to be going through my start sits at the running back position. So going through every single week 17 matchup and just letting you guys know there are going to be timestamps down below in the description. So if you guys just want to jump around to your specific players, that is totally fine. I just want to let you guys know that I'm going to be putting out all my start sit videos this week and then I'm not going to be doing rankings this week just because there's so much uncertainty with COVID, you know, you put them out and then the next day there's like 10 different dudes on COVID and the whole thing just gets switched around. But what I want to say is that you guys can ask questions, you know, on any of these videos throughout the entire week and I'll make sure to answer every single person. You know, it's championship time for fantasy football. So I just want to let you guys know that you can get those answers. Just comment on any video. I'll be checking basically every single day and getting back to you guys as soon as I can. But now that all that's done, let's jump into the first matchup of the week. We have the Eagles taking on the Washington football team. And a lot of uncertainty here with the Eagles. Miles Sanders is injured. So it looks like we're looking at some sort of committee here with Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, maybe Kenneth Gainwell. What makes this even weirder is that Jordan Howard also left the game with injury. So just a lot of uncertainty. And right now, I would just be sitting all these guys. You know, if Jordan Howard is healthy... Sanders is out. I would favor Jordan Howard, but I would not be surprised at all if you see Howard with 10 carries, like Scott with 10 carries, and then you have Kenneth Gainwell coming in who gets like five receptions and none of them produce. So right now, I would just rather fade all these guys. I mean, if you're in the championship, I would like to hope you guys have better options than this, but kind of a wait and see situation here with that Eagles backfield. On the other side with Washington, you just keep firing up Antonio Gibson it's probably like a high-end RB2 play. Washington's offense is just horrible, but at least they continue to feed the ball to Antonio Gibson, even if he is getting fairly inefficient touches. In another divisional game between the Panthers and the Saints, you just got to fade this Panthers backfield. This entire Panthers offense is just horrific, basically aside from DJ Moore, so I would not trust Chuba Hubbard or Amir Abdullah. For the Saints, Kamara definitely had a rough game on Monday night. I still think you fire him up again. He's really the clear top weapon on this team. They should be getting a ton of guys back off the COVID list, so he should be locked in as an RB1. You're sitting his handcuff, Mark Ingram. In the next matchup, we have the Buccaneers traveling to New York to take on the Jets. Leonard Fournette on IR, so he is not going to be here for this game. So it looks like Ronald Jones is going to continue to be the number one. I think he's a solid start. We know what he is. He's a really solid pure runner. When he has the ball in his hands, he knows what he's doing. The problem is he's basically terrible at everything else. He's a terrible pass protector. He's a terrible receiver of the football, and his ball security is not very good. So they're going to be feeding him touches, but I do think his you know kind of ceiling is capped because he doesn't have that receiving ability. It does help that his backup, Keyshawn Vaughn, is even a worse receiver. I mean, it is crazy the amount of drops this man has had in his very short career. He did have a really solid touchdown run, so good to see there, but I just don't know if Brady's going to be getting much, you know, in terms of receiving work from these backs. And then for the Jets, Michael Carter had a big game on Sunday, but this is a really tough matchup against the Buccaneers. I am listing him as a start, but I'd be very, very concerned. It's probably like a high-end running back three, just because I do think this is still going to be a committee with Carter and Coleman. So you could play him, but you just got to be weary because you're probably banking on a touchdown 
or a ton of receiving work out of Michael Carter. Up next, we have a matchup with some pretty confusing backfields. The Dolphins taking on the Titans. I think at this point, after watching that game against the Saints, this is a clear-cut, basically three-headed committee between Duke Johnson, Philip Lindsay, and Gaskin. We saw Johnson and Lindsay get in the rushes. Miles Gaskin was involved in the receiving game. So all three of these players are very clear fades, in my opinion. So sitting all those guys. Titans also kind of have a three-headed committee here, but I do actually think you can start one of these guys, and it is Deonta Foreman. He definitely did not have a big game in Week 16. He did kind of save himself with the touchdown. But what I like is I do think Deontay Foreman is going to lead this team in carries, and we know he's going to get the red zone work. So that's the guy I want here. And then I'm sitting Hilliard and Jeremy McNichols. Moving on to the Jaguars-Patriots game. For the Jaguars, this one was kind of a tough call with Dare Ongunbowale. Botch that. I know it. My bad. But he's kind of a fringe guy here. We do know he's probably going to have the workhorse role, but this is a rough matchup against the Patriots defense. I expect the Patriots to just run through the Jaguars, and he is a solid receiving back. So I feel like if you're starting him, you're going to have to rely on him getting a lot of touches, a lot of targets, you know, getting those points per reception, because I think they're going to have to abandon the run pretty early on against the Patriots. So I'd hope you'd have a better option, but maybe you're in a deeper league. You know, you may have to just plug him in as a flex play. For the Patriots, Damian Harris is a very, very solid play this week. If Ramondre Stevenson is out, I mean, Damian Harris is probably a top 10 running back. They're going to go up early. They're going to run the ball a ton. And Harris is the clear-cut RB1 on that team. If Stevenson does play, I still think Harris is a really, really solid start. But I'd still be sitting Ramondre Stevenson. Then moving on to the Raiders-Colts game, I think you just fire up both of these workhorses. Josh Jacobs, really solid, honestly, fantasy season so far. Definitely, you know, kind of outperformed my expectations for him. He continues to be a start. Jonathan Taylor, don't need to say anything about him. The man's a monster, going to be the number one fantasy running back and is a lock in your lineup every single week. Then we've got the Chiefs taking on the Bengals, and it looks like Clyde Edwards-Alaire is probably going to miss week 17, so they kind of did x-rays on his collarbone or whatever you do for a collarbone injury, and it is not season-ending, but it does seem like he is still a little bit banged up. So if he does not play in this game, I think you can start Daryl Williams with a fair amount of confidence, and then you're sitting, you know, his backup or would-be backup, Derek Gore. For the Bengals, do you continue to fire up Joe Mixon as a solid RB1 play? Then we've got the Giants taking on the Bears, and I mean, we're getting dangerously close to Saquon Barkley not being startable. He's not even getting the workhorse touches. This offense is just abysmal. I do think he's a startable option, but he is back end running back two, you know, maybe even RB3 range. Unfortunately, that is where he's at. And then you're sitting his backup, Devonta Booker. For the Bears, you continue to fire up their workhorse, David Montgomery, as like a fringe running back one play. Then in kind of an interesting matchup here at the running back position, the Falcons travel to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Cordero Patterson has been slowing down pretty rapidly. As of late, his efficiency has just absolutely fallen off. A lot less work in the receiving game. So he's no longer like a locked in RB1 play. He's probably more of a mid to back end RB2 option, especially in a tough matchup against the Bills. And then his backup, Mike Davis, is a sit every single week. For the Bills, this has really been a backfield that I've just totally faded every single week this season. 
but it looks like Devin Singletary is breaking out as the running back one, getting that receiving work, clearly leading the team in carries. This kind of seems like a trap game where they just revert back to having a committee, but the last two weeks, he's been the guy. So like I mentioned, I do think you can trust him in your lineups. Texans 49ers is up next, and the Texans are coming off of a huge win over the Chargers, one where we saw Rex Burkhead just absolutely go off. You know, some people may think, okay, he's getting those touches, getting double-digit carries every single week. I'm going to fire him up in my lineups. I would advise against that because he's seen that workload every week and has been terribly inefficient basically every single game except for the Chargers matchup. So I'm not expecting a lot out of Burkhead in a game where they're probably going to go down early to the 49ers. So he is going to be a sit for me. On the 49ers side, you're just going to be starting whatever running back is the RB1. So if Elijah Mitchell is back, you fire him up as a start. If he is out, then Jeff Wilson would be the starter You know, with him out of the lineup. So that's how you're playing that situation. Then moving on to a divisional game between the Broncos and the Chargers. I think you're basically firing up every single fantasy relevant running back here. For the Broncos, both Javonta Williams and Melvin Gordon, I think could crack into your lineups. And it's really just because this Chargers run defense has been non-existent. I think this is a game where both of these guys can be relevant plays and, you know, both score over 10 plus points. For the Chargers, Austin Eckler should be back and he's a locked in, you know, high-end RB1 every single week. Then we've got the Rams taking on the Ravens. It looks like this is Sony Michelle's backfield. It's interesting because apparently Cam Akers may play in this matchup. Really just crazy return time from that torn Achilles, but I think it's probably going to be pretty minimal touches. I doubt, you know, he takes over the workhorse role. I mean, I would honestly be completely shocked. So I do think you continue to fire up Sony Michelle. Is probably an RB1 play if he is getting that massive workload like he has the last two weeks. For the Ravens, you just can't trust this backfield between Devonta Freeman and Latavius Murray. You know, really just their performances are going to come down to who gets into the end zone. I don't want to rely on that. Both have been pretty inefficient as of late. We don't know what's going on with Lamar. This offense has kind of been struggling a little bit. So just sitting both of those guys, not trying to worry about that headache in that committee. Moving on to the Lions-Seahawks game. This Lions backfield is all over the place. It looked like DeAndre Swift had a chance to play, didn't end up going. When he returns, I think you plug him in, but I don't think you can be expecting, you know, his mid to back end RB1 production. He'd probably be more of like a mid-tier RB2 play, but kind of tough to evaluate without hearing all the reports. If he is out, I think you just fade this backfield altogether. Both Jamal Williams and Craig Reynolds saw a decent amount of work. None of them really put up fantasy-relevant numbers, so I would just be sitting both of those guys. For the Seahawks, Rashad Penny may be a league winner, waiver wire pickup. This is a fantastic matchup for him against the Lions. They should be able to get a lead and run the ball, you know, basically down the Lions' throat. For Rashad Penny here, he has had two massive games in his last three weeks, so he's probably a high-end running back too, you know, maybe even higher. Maybe I'm already too low on him, but we'll just have to wait and see. And then you're sitting as backup DJ Dallas in a big-time matchup between the Cardinals and the Cowboys. For the Cardinals, I'm expecting James Conner to be back this week, and I do think he will kind of come in and reclaim his role as the RB1. But I do think you could still plug in Chase Edmonds. It's like a back-end RB2, high-end running back three who's going to be getting that receiving work. For the Cowboys, 
you're plugging in Zeke as a solid, you know, fringe running back one play. And then I'm sitting Tony Pollard. I just don't think he's going to get enough touches. And he's not going to be getting those goal line carries like Zeke. Moving on to a divisional game between the Vikings and the Green Bay Packers. For the Vikings, you're just starting whoever their RB1 is. So if Dalvin Cook is back, he's the starter. If Cook is out, you fire up Madison because you know he's going to get that exact same workload that Dalvin Cook would. And then for the Packers, you start Aaron Jones because he's getting that receiving work. And you sit A.J. Dillon because he is just so touchdown dependent with his current workload. And then in the final game of the week, we have the Browns taking on the Steelers. And for the Browns, Nick Chubb is a smash in your lineups every single week. We don't really know what's going on with Kareem Hunt here. So he's not on the uh, graphic. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Ain was on the COVID list last week. So a lot of uncertainty there. You know, if they kind of make an announcement, that's when I'll readjust. And if you guys have them on your rosters, you know, just comment the questions down below once we get some more clarity there. And then if uh, Kareem Hunt doesn't go, you're sitting to Ernest Johnson. For the Steelers, you continue to fire up Najee Harris as an RB1 play who's going to see a ton of volume. And that is going to wrap it up for this video. If you enjoyed the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Like I mentioned at the top, comment any questions you guys have down below and I'll get back to all of you. Thank you so much for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.